What's up guys, Matt here, Wrestling With Respect, all brand new episode right now. Uh, Unfortunately, as you can tell, probably already, and what I had said on Instagram uh, last week was that I am doing the show solo, unfortunately. There has been a lot of craziness going on um, in the Wrestling With Respect studios, um, you know, just to give a little bit of a background about myself, I, I'm a full-time, I work full-time, I'm, I'm an essential employee, I am in the wine and spirits business, so we are deemed essential, so I'm working a ton of hours already, uh, I'm a full-time student as well, we just had our second child, Jenny and myself, and we just bought a new house, so things are a little bit nutty, to say the least, um, but we made a promise through all of this stuff to do our very best to put out brand new content uh, and different things and play with some different stuff and some different topics just so we can get shows out. And I think that's what we're doing. Uh, Our last show, which was the watch along uh, for the first ever women's Royal Rumble, got a lot of positive feedback. So we're happy about that. It won't be our last watch along. We're going to do some more stuff uh, later on in the future. And uh, we hope you join us for that as well. But I am here today because, as you guys know, in the internet wrestling community, and you know, wrestling in general, there's been a lot of rumors about WWE perhaps putting on an Evolution 2. I have mixed feelings about this. Uh, I think when they did the first Evolution pay-per-view, they struck while the iron was red hot. They had someone leading the, the division like Ronda Rousey. They had... You know, the four horsewomen, um, you know, pulling up the reins as well. But they had the name recognition with Ronda. That was probably the best year of women's wrestling, I would say, by far, which was 2018. Starting from the Royal Rumble and going throughout the entire year, leading up to WrestleMania 35 and that triple threat main event with Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. But that was the best year. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, it had the best matches. And evolution, whatever you want to believe about it, whether you want to believe it was in response to the women not being able to work in Saudi Arabia, maybe that's part of it, but it happened at the right time. Now, if they had a second one, if they book a second one, I would be very happy. I would be very happy, but I don't think it would be anywhere near as good as the first. Let me just say that. And I don't think that the division is where it needs to be right now to have a second all-women's pay-per-view. I'm just going to get that out of, out of the way right now. But like I said again, I'd be over the moon if they did it. And Jenny agrees with me too. So, But this episode, what I wanted to discuss was my idea, our idea really, of how we would book an Evolution 2 pay-per-view. Now, we put a card together. Some of the matches are a little random. Some of the matches could have some good story, some good build to it. Uh, Some of the matches wouldn't need a lot of time to build toward. But I think it's a solid card. Jenny agrees with me. It's a pretty solid card. You're getting all your main players involved as far as uh, women go. And you have a couple surprises in there too. So I think any great pay-per-view 
you sort of need that unknown. You need that surprise. You need a couple of big pops, if you will. Although, you know, I'm going to imagine this pay-per-view being held in a full arena, full of fans, and not during a pandemic. So we will see what happens, uh, you know, if they do eventually agree or find a way to have this uh, event. Uh, you know, hopefully it is with an arena full of fans. So I'm going to just going to get right into this card here. And I put the matches in the order that I would line them up for Evolution. And, you know, it, it's based on right now, the way the division sits right now, as far as all the title holders go and everything that we have currently going on right now in the divisions. So let me start. So I would open the show. Uh, Bailey and Sasha defending their women's tag team titles against Lita and Trish Stratus. Now, as we all know, this was kind of teased on social media not too far back. I believe Bailey tweeted something out, and I think it was either Tr- Trish or Lita had uh, come back to them and retweeted something saying, like, anytime, any place, whatever. I'm not a huge fan. I'm uh, not a huge fan of getting legends in the mix or bringing legends back. I do think that this pay-per-view is one where you need presence of some legends. I think it just brings a little bit more value to a pay-per-view like this. And I think Lita and Trish, they're both still pretty young. On, you know, As far as wrestling careers go, they're in their early 40s. They can still both go. And I think Bailey and Sasha would get a great match out of them. Uh, and, you know, we have Bailey and Sasha winning this match, obviously. And it's first on the card pretty much because Bailey and Sasha have to defend their singles titles later on in the card. But they have them winning. Um, I'm one that truly believes in, you know, building up teams to earn title shots or building up single stars, just earning title shots. Now you say maybe there's more deserving teams, but are there really more deserving teams than two legends? I mean, the Iconics, do they really deserve another shot? Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, and we'll get to them later. Uh, Actually, we'll get to them very soon, but they're not really a team anymore. Um, But Lita and Trish, they're very, very important to the history of women's wrestling and what they did in the you know early to mid 2000s as far as bridging that gap between the attitude era and say the divas era and into the women's evolution you can't discount the work that they put in and the matches they put on uh, main eventing raw the first woman to main event raw super special super important um, and you know to that I hold in high regard. However you feel about them, uh, I hold them in high regard, and I think that they have a place, or they would have a place on the show, and nothing better uh, than to have them challenge for the women's tag team titles, albeit they won't win, but I think it would be a good match to open the show. Now, I said I was going to mention Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. So the second match I have on this card is Nikki Cross versus Alexa Bliss. Now, this match comes with a caveat. Obviously, on SmackDown, they've been teasing some sort of relationship between Alexa and The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Now, 
as far as I'm concerned, at some point during the storyline, whether it happens before SummerSlam, after SummerSlam, Alexa could use a gimmick change. And I mean a gimmick change. I mean along the lines of a Candice LeRae or a Dakota Kai. Just a really dark, evil, uh, somewhat menacing just heel. You know, change the theme music, change the hair color, change the look. And that would bring a lot more interest, I think, at least personally for me it would, to a match between Nikki and Alexa. And I think that this would be a great match, second on the card, but it's all based upon Alexa making that change to make her character more interesting. Gotta be honest with you, this whole Fiend storyline with Alexa, the most interested I've ever been in Alexa Bliss uh, since she came to the main roster. Honestly, all the title reigns, everything else that she's been a part of, this has got me slightly interested and where they're going with this Alexa Fiend thing. But the only way that I'm going to be happy with it is if we get some kind of full-fledged gimmick attitude change. I'll mention this one more time, too, um, as we get into this show. Is there somebody else that comes later in the car that is also in need of this so badly? And I think you guys would agree with me. I know Jenny agrees with me. So we'll get there. So that's the second match. Third match on the card. And to me, this is a lot of fun. This match might not be everyone's cup of tea, but it will be hard-hitting. It'll be intense. So I have Shayna Baszler taking on Mercedes Martinez. You don't need a lot of build for this. As far as I'm concerned, you've established just in one week, and we'll see what happens on Raw going forward, but you've established Shayna Baszler on Raw Underground. You have Mercedes Martinez show up there and challenge her. Done. That's it. These are two badass women that, like I said, the match might not be exciting as far as in-ring work goes, as far as spots go, but you got two badass women who could kick each other's ass. It'll be hard-hitting. It'll be intense. The only thing I have not figured out about this is the finish. Um, you're probably looking at a double countout or some sort of fuck finish with this. Maybe Nia Jax interferes. Maybe you could go that route, but you're building both of these women up. And I say that loosely with Shanna. Mercedes is getting a nice little push on NXT. They're building her as sort of a monster heel and Shayna, that push that she was getting rumble elimination chamber died when she lost to Becky, she should have won that match. I'll stick to my guns on that. Money in the bank. Nothing really happened with her. Didn't even make it to the roof. I was hoping she'd at least get there. They've been sort of kind of trying to get her back on track. I would have had her win the Battle Royal to face Bailey at SummerSlam, but that's a different story. I could go on about that too. But this match would be hard-hitting. You might not need a lot of time for this match, maybe 5 to 10 minutes tops. But I think it would be a lot of fun. And this is a card that, yeah, like I said at the top of the show, there should be some storylines there. But you got to have fun with this card. You really have to have fun with this card. And I think this match speaks to that. And my next match speaks to that also. So my fourth match on the card... 
<clears throat> excuse me, we have the NXT Women's Title Match, Champion Io Shirai versus Asuka. Now these women are great friends, obviously. There's nothing wrong with a friendly challenge. There's nothing wrong with having two baby faces go at it. This would be the match of the show, as far as I'm concerned. It has the the potential to steal a show. Sign me up for this match anytime, any place, anywhere. Take my money right now. Take my entire wallet. Take my entire savings account, my entire checking account. Take it now. I want this match. These women, they don't have to be heels. They can both be baby faces. Everything's fine. This would be incredible. Obviously, I don't think Asuka would not win. I think Asuka could take a clean loss at this point. There was a time when she clearly could not. But Asuka can take the clean loss to Io. Uh, but you give these women 20 minutes, 25 minutes, they could tear the freaking house down. And um, sign, like I said, sign me up for this match anytime, anyplace, anywhere. All it takes is maybe an open challenge. Or maybe Io running through the entire NXT Women's Division and saying she's got no challengers. Then Asuka says, can you give me an opportunity to win the title back that I never lost? Because you got to think about it. Asuka never lost the NXT Women's Championship. She gave it up. So that could be part of the story too in the build toward this match. Um, and it would be fucking incredible. I think. But it is not the main event. As great as it would be, it is not the main event, and I'll get to that uh, as we build this card here. But first, before I get to the rest of my potential Evolution evolution 2 card, I first want to talk about Cerakote. Now you may be asking yourself, Matt, what the fuck is Cerakote? Well, I'll tell you. Cerakote is actually a ceramic coating that has supreme lubricity, scratch resistance, and protection. It has anti-corrosive properties to extend the lifespan of your vehicle, your firearm, or other part. And no one knows more about Cerakote application than Ronin Coatings. That's R-O-N-I-N Coatings. Ronin Coatings is a New Jersey-based company and a premier provider of Cerakote Coatings, KG Industries Gun Coat, vinyl stencils, and window decals. They specialize in Cerakote and KG Industries gun coat applications for automobiles, motorcycles, and firearms for customers all across the United States. A custom Cerakote application from Ronin Coatings will also add personality and style to your item. Whether you select a solid matte finish, an intricate pattern, or customized artwork applied using vinyl stencils. In fact, Ronin Coatings has actually provided the Spirit of Rock Podcast Network with high-quality window decals that I myself can proudly display on my vehicles without the worry of bubbling, fading, scratching, or weathering, or anything else that you get with those cheap-ass window decals that you buy for your car. You might be looking for a great gift for Dad, or that's someone special. So in addition to custom window decals, Ronin Coatings does tumblers also. Custom tumblers. Whatever you want, they will put it on a tumbler for you. So go, do me a favor right now. Check out their work on the web at ronincoatings.com and shoot them an email at support at ronincoatings.com. I give you my word, you will not regret it. We thank them for being supporters of Wrestling with Respect and the Spirit of Rock Podcast Network. Okay, so, NXT Women's Title Match. Now bear with me on this next one. Fifth match on the card. I have Natalia taking on Beth Phoenix in a career versus career match. 
to me, this is an easy build, but I will go back to what I said about Alexa Bliss. Natty, for as great as she is in the ring, she's a heart, she's great. She graduated the dungeon, she has the pedigree. She needs a gimmick change in the worst way possible. It doesn't matter if she's a baby face, it doesn't matter if she's a heel. She is boring. Absolutely, 100% cold soup, as I've said before, boring. Okay? Change the theme music. Change the look. Dye your hair. Change the moveset. Do something to spice up your character a little bit. I had the idea. Bring bring back your uncle's Blackheart gimmick. Bring back Owen's Blackheart gimmick. That would be fantastic. Whatever she's doing right now, this garbage on Raw with Lana, is so below her as an in-ring performer. It's ridiculous. She needs that full-fledged gimmick change. And you could build it as people not taking her seriously. And then maybe you have her attack Beth on commentary. And I mean attack Beth just out of the blue. No reason whatsoever. Attack Beth Phoenix and say, you don't want to take me seriously? I just beat the living fuck out of my best friend. Okay? You have Beth come back. Challenge her at Evolution. They both put their careers on the line. Natty says, you want to match? If I beat you, you can never step foot in a ring again. So obviously, Beth has come back a couple times to wrestle. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. But you have that stipulation here. And I think these women would bring it. But it all hinges on that gimmick change. And that build. And the chemistry and the story that these two women have. I think it would be great storytelling. You can, you're can you incorporating another legend into this. A legend that can still wrestle. A legend that's not necessarily past her prime. This would be great, great TV. And I'm all for it. I'm all for the gimmick change for Natty. She needs it fucking desperately. <laughs> desperately. As desperately as anybody needs it. She needs it more than Alexa Bliss needs it. Because she's more talented. And it's a freaking shame that they can't get more interest in her. But it's because of her character. And that's basically it. The r- ring work is there. Change the gimmick change the attitude please just do it because i would love to see this so moving on raw women's title sasha banks defending against bianca belair i worry that bianca they've already started giving her sort of the naomi treatment she hasn't been on the main roster long but there was a time period there of several weeks where she just kind of disappeared and you could put her face on a milk carton and say where the fuck is bianca where the fuck is naomi where the fuck is bianca i really hope that they recognize the talent that they have in Bianca Belair, and they push her, and they realize that she could be the face. She should be the face of this women's division at some point in the future. Maybe not right now. you got a lot of big horses there. But she needs to be a top player in this division, no doubt about it. This match for the gimmicks alone, the attitudes of both women, sort of the cockiness of both women, would make great TV. You could try and establish Bianca with some, some victories first leading up to this match, leading up to her challenging Sasha Banks. You know, getting some wins over, you know, whoever you want to put her in there with. Just Iconics, whoever. They've wasted time with her overall. She should already be at that point by now. And the fact that she's not there is a fucking crime. This match would be great. This match, I would have Bianca go over Sasha and win the Raw Women's title. That is my prediction. Would be my prediction for this match. That's how I would book it. If you want to get Bailey involved somehow in this match, not necessarily directly costing Sasha the belt, maybe inadvertently costing Sasha the belt, 
to start building that story of the potential split between Sasha and Bailey, which you know is coming at some point. It's coming. Whenever it happens, it's coming. You can start planting the seeds for that here. And I think this is a good way to start it. And then you can build on that later in the show because we've got two more matches left in the show. Two very important matches. Let me just take a sip of my beer real quick. I live in Florida. It's August. It's 95 degrees outside. But I'm drinking a pumpkin beer. I like pumpkin beer. There's just something weird about drinking it when it's 95 degrees outside. Should be the fall. Should be cool and crisp, right? But I can't say no to it. It's freaking delicious. You know, let me know if you guys like pumpkin beer out there. You know, you can write me on Instagram or whatever. But uh, I'm a huge fan. It just takes some getting used to drinking it when it's always fucking summer outside. Anyway, move on. Uh, Bianca wins and beats Sasha. She's your new Raw Women's Champion. Now, this next match is very interesting. Now, I have a SmackDown Women's Title number one contenders ladder slash gauntlet match. Now, what I mean by that is, is that I'm kind of slightly ripping off what AEW did with the casino ladder match. So you have two people start, and then every timed interval, you have somebody else come in until all the participants are in. Uh, and then you can go about you know, getting yourself a winner. So here are my um, participants for this match. Ruby Riot, Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae, Naomi, Sonya Deville, Shotzi Blackheart, Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax, Tegan Knox, and a mystery entrant. Again, kind of ripping off what AEW did, but this is going to be worth it, believe me, guys. So you have a good cross-section of Raw talent, SmackDown talent, and NXT talent. I think they all, all these women are phenomenal workers. Uh, aside from Nia Jax, but I do think you need a monster heel in there in a ladder match like this. It would be good fun. You have some great workers in here. Tegan Nash, Shotzi Blackheart, Rhea Ripley, Candice, Sonya, Naomi. You give these women 30 to 35 minutes. I think that this could be a match of the year candidate. I'm not joking. So as far as the mystery entrant goes... And this mystery entrant, I actually have winning this match. And I'm going to make a lot of the Charlotte fanboys out there very happy with how I'm booking this show, actually, surprisingly enough. But your mystery entrant is Charlotte Flair, coming back from her quote-unquote elective surgery. She will be the last person in this match, and ultimately she will win this match and become the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's title. While Bailey watches this match on commentary, and then she will have to defend her title in the main event against Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title. I think this would be very, really good. Um, Charlotte doesn't necessarily, uh, she hasn't necessarily earned this opportunity, but when has she ever earned an opportunity? So this would just be par for the course. But the way that this pay per view will end, I am more than okay with it. And you have to bear with me here. Because I'm going to go off on a bit of a rant at the end of this. But just bear with me, like I said. And by the way, the AEW casino ladder match was okay at best. These women can make this match legendary. So forget about the AEW match. These women, if you take that gimmick and use it here, fucking fantastic. So Charlotte wins your number one contender's ladder match. She faces Bailey in the main event. 
and these women have a match for the ages. I know that they can both do it. They can both they both worked with each other many times before, and they can do it again here. Again, give them 25 to 30 minutes, and they will tear the house down. And I actually have Charlotte winning this match. So I hope that makes all of the Charlotte stands happy out there. I have well, the biggest Charlotte critic that a lot of you guys know. I have Charlotte Flair winning the SmackDown Women's title in the main event of Evolution 2. Go figure, right? She didn't earn it. She had to win the ladder match, yes, but there was no build before this. Coming back from surgery, this is her grand return. And she gets a title at the end of the night. However, however, that is not the highlight of the evening. Now, I'm going to say this right now. WWE should do absolutely everything in their power to sign Tessa Blanchard for this pay-per-view specifically. Forget about all the bullshit that she's been through, all the stuff that she's been accused of. If it's true, damn her. You know, if it's not, kudos to her for sticking up for herself. Forget all the bullshit. Give this woman what she wants. Give her a blank check. Okay? Tessa Blanchard is 25 years old. She hasn't even reached her prime yet, and she is as good as she is now. Okay? Put her on the national stage. Let people get eyes on this woman wrestling. Okay? Think of the matchups for her. In WWE. Outside of the four horsewomen. I mean, yeah, Sasha Bailey. You know, um, Becky and Charlotte. Outside of those four. Think of everybody else you can work with. Asuka. Right? Ruby Riot. Bring her to NXT. Candice LeRae. Dakota Kai. Tegan Knox, Sheena Baszler. Bianca Belair. Think of all the women that she can work with. In WWE. And you do this now. And do it before AEW comes to their senses. Now, I know a lot of people out there consensus like AEW will never sign Tessa Blanchard. But with all the flack that AEW is getting for the women's division, and although Tessa has the bad rap, they may come to their senses and sign her and build their entire fucking division around her. AEW is only a couple moves away from doing this, from building a solid women's division, okay? I thought that when WWE released Deanna Perrazzo, AEW should have jumped on that immediately. You don't let a talent like that walk to impact. You should have signed her. You signed Tessa Blanchard. Now you have the beginnings of a good division. You got Tessa. You got Deanna. All right, you still got Sheeta. You got a lot of green talent there still. You got Britt Baker, Chris Statlander, Nyla Rose. You start. You got to start somewhere. And I felt AEW letting Deanna Peraza walk was a mistake. Letting her go to Impact was a mistake. They put the belt on Deanna Peraza immediately. You can see what they think of her. I've said it before, you can see what we think of her here. on wrestling with respect. She's a great talent. You sign Deanna, you sign Tessa, you're off to the races. WWE needs to sign Tessa Blanchard immediately. I mean, if she goes to AEW without any other help, who's she going to work with? Sheeta? Who else after that? Does WWE need Tessa Blanchard? Not necessarily. But damn, just think of the possibilities if they do sign her. And this is where it starts. Evolution 2 is where it should start. 
So Charlotte Flair wins the match. She's celebrating. She has her 12th, 13th, 14th, whatever title reign it is. And out of the crowd comes Tessa Blanchard, and she destroys Charlotte Flair. And who comes out to sit at ringside, laughing his ass off, but Mr. Paul Heyman. Yes, we're going to put Paul Heyman with Tessa Blanchard. I think this would be a match made in heaven. It gives Tessa Blanchard that credence right from the get-go that you are going to push this woman and you're going to have her go to WrestleMania and beat Charlotte Flair, whether it's for one title or two titles. That is your WrestleMania main event, WrestleMania 37. Tessa versus Charlotte. Story writes itself, man. Two Two daughters of former Four Horsemen, pedigree, two unbelievable athletic women's talents. The story is there. Sign this woman. Give her what she wants. Make it happen. Make it happen. And it can all start at Evolution 2 with this attack. And when I mean attack, I mean destroy this woman. Destroy Charlotte. Bloody her up. Put her through a table. Make a statement with Paul Heyman. And then we can start, again, talking about the restoration of this woman's division. If Ronda comes, great. You got one more piece if she decides to come back. Becky will eventually come back. We can get the evolution back off the ground again from the shitty booking that they've been doing for the last two years since 2018 because it has been a fucking disaster in my opinion. Get it going. Do everything you have to do to get this woman there. Okay, it's WWE. You know, people will look past the garbage. I'm telling you right now they will. Get her here. And this is how your Evolution 2 pay-per-view ends. With Tessa standing over your new SmackDown Women's Champion, bloodied and battered. Great TV. Great pay-per-view. I want to know what you guys think about this. I think we did a good job here. I think Jenny and myself did a really good job of putting this together. And, uh, you know, it probably won't be this good if they do decide to do it. But we'll see. You never know. But signing Tessa, I think, should be a priority for this company. No doubt. No doubt at all. So that's it right now. We will be back. It will either, again, be myself solo, and hopefully we can get Jenny here as well uh, to for our next episode, our next few episodes we're going to have till the end of the year. Also look for, very soon, we're going to be doing some collaborations with some of the, our friends in the community. That should be very exciting as well. Talking about different res- uh, women's wrestling matches in history, and a whole slew of different things. So keep an eye on our Instagram as well. You can find us on Instagram at Wrestling With Respect. You can find me on Instagram at The Whiskey Obsessor. You can find Jenny on Instagram at Rumderwoman247. A couple of shout-outs here. Obviously, you heard this spot before. Uh, I just want to thank Ronan Konings for being a supporter of the show. Uh, I want to thank Keith from at Keith's Artwork for that badass logo you see in the thumbnail. When you download the show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to us, wherever you're listening to us right now. So that's Keith's artwork. Great job. I want to thank uh, Bullets Fall for providing us with that badass theme song you hear at the beginning and end of our show. And that's going to be it. So we will see you next time. Uh, Sound off uh, on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you want to sound off on our Evolution 2 card here. Tell us what you think, and we'll see you next time. Later. Later.